We're checking in for the first time in 2024 with Congressman Tim Wahlberg, still hanging around in the district until you guys go back, what, on Tuesday of, of next week, and uh, a lot since last we talked. Let's maybe first off start about what, what went on uh, this week with uh, a number of Congress people heading to the border. I, I'm assuming you weren't part of that trip, were you? No, I, I chose not to go. I, I was to, to McAllen, Texas, and Eagle Pass last year, so twice I was down on the border. So um, having done a lot of traveling recently, uh, including to Dubai and back, uh, <laughs> I chose to stay home. All right. So but, what, but they, what, what did they discover down there that they didn't already know, do you think? Or was this more really to try to put more pressure on the president? I think it was all of the above. Some of, some of my colleagues haven't been there. Um, a good number of us have been, uh, especially on, on appropriate committees. But uh, it was a good opportunity to say, while the president is refusing at this point, and we saw some wavering a week and a half ago, I think that's why the pressure wanted to be continued, um, that we're saying, hey, listen, uh, you're telling us we need to put funding in for Israel, for Ukraine, and we're not opposed to that. We want to do that. But uh, the only way we're going to get our border secure is secure our border. And that's why we've sent you legislation twice now, one by itself, H.R. 2, which is our border security bill. It's a bill that has the policies that work for Trump in it, and it would work for us as well at this point in time. They chose not to take that up. So the last time we sent it, we sent it attached to the Israeli uh, funding proposal. So if the president wants to, to fund, as he says, Israel and Ukraine, he has the opportunity but we're saying until our border's secure, uh, national security isn't secure, and world security isn't secure. Uh, so um, that's what we've given to them. And uh, they're saying, well, you're going to shut down government. And we're saying, no, we're not shutting it down. We've given you the provisions. We, we've, we've passed the legislation. The Senate has done nothing so far. So go with us. This is simple. Most of the money, in fact, all of the money is, is paid for for the border security legislation. Uh, so you don't have to even add anything to it. Plenty of the, the wall is still on the ground. The metal is there uh, that, that was purchased under Trump, uh, as well as everything else that work then do it. So uh, that's our proposal, and we're sticking to it. And I think the trip to the border was to say, Mr. President, um, you can't deny it. The media will probably have to follow us to some degree if 60 or more Republicans go down to the border. They can't hide it totally like they have been. And uh, it's time to get her down. Well, let's break this down a little bit, because, I mean, some of these topics, uh, they're all the buzzwords out there, you know, obviously, you know, with a, you know, clean energy or global warming. And, you know, what, what truly is the definition of all that climate change? In your mind, what is the definition of, of border security? What should it look like? And, and, and what still what needs to go back into place to, to make that? Very little has to go back into place. Um, the, uh, the laws are in place right now that Trump used. Uh, in 2020. Uh, the border was secure then. We didn't have upwards of 14,000 people coming across in one single day. Uh, at that point, we were under 1,000 that were attempting to get across. When I was there, the last time I was there before this new administration, the Biden administration took office three years ago, um, uh, there was one Nicaraguan, I think I've used that illustration for you many times, one Nicaraguan sitting in a room where six months prior to that there have been 3,500. Um, 
the border was secure because we were we expanded the number of magistrates there, so hearings were taking place quick, more quickly. Stay in Mexico policy was implemented. Uh, Title 42 is implemented, keeping people, uh, sending people back to their their home countries, or at least to the nearest border that they were able to get across to get away from uh, violence in the country and the, the, why they were seeking asylum. It didn't have to come all the way to America to get an asylum. So all of that was in place, plus the border wall. Um, construction was underway, and it was working. It was it was an all-of-the-above plan and using the laws that we presently have in place, that if we use them, they would work. Uh, and that's what we're saying, and that's what uh, H.R. 2, House Resolution Number 2, that we passed at the beginning of our term of office and then passed again, as I said, with the funding for Israel. And it, um, it's there. They have the opportunity to use it. They need to use it. And that would produce security. We, we want immigration. Immigration can be very good for us, but it has to be done legally, orderly, um, and according to the law. Talk to Congressman Tim Wahlberg this morning. Uh, Congress gets back in a session. You head back next week in Washington. Other than this, what else is on the agenda for you next week? Well, it's, it's the, uh, the funding proposals, um, our appropriations package. We have to get that done, and I think there, there I will be honest that some of the holdup is um, a few members of a Republican conference that are holding out for 100% when they're never going to get that. And uh, if we go that route, uh, then Democrats will have a reason to say that uh, we're not doing the job we ought to do. But uh, until the Chuck Schumer sends us something as an alternative, I guess they can't even say that. So hopefully we'll get the appropriations package going. Uh, the package, the bills are ready. Uh, it's just uh, a few members, and I'm talking about at most a couple handfuls of members that are holding it up. But when, when the House majority, Republican majority, has only two votes to spare now, uh, that makes uh, 10 people or three people very significant holding things up. As you look ahead to this year's election year, uh, what's that going to look like? Uh, will will the, will the Republican majority expand in, in the House? Uh, or what's your gut feeling about how the, the, this year is going to play out at the ballot box? Well, I think if we do the job we need to do, and Biden continues to do an atrocious job as president, um, the Senate, I think, will go to the, to the Republicans this time. And the House, we should be able to keep it. Um, if we don't do what we've told the people we intended to do and wanted to do, and it's held up by a few, that could make it very difficult for us to hold on to that majority, whereas it should be relatively easy and even opportunity to expand to some degree our majority. So it comes down to um, do we as Republicans have the will continue doing what the people have asked us to do, what we promised we would do, even though we can't get 100% of what some people would like it to be. Um, if we can do it according to Reagan principles, that when you have a 70% deal, uh, take it every time, then go back for the 30% later on. If you get an 80% deal, go back for the 20% deal, but don't turn it down. Um, move forward, and a forward movement, according to my military friends, uh, and their slogan is, it always brings other opportunities into play. So that's where I'm at. I'm going to continue being a conservative. I'm going to keep my conservative voting record, represent my conservative district the way they want me to. But I'm also going to do it in such a way that we always are moving forward and not being shut down and held back. Because if that's the case, 
then the socialists amongst us are getting their way. The spending goes up. We topped $34 trillion international debt this week, $34 trillion. And it's expected that if we don't do some significant changes that would grow the economy even more than it is held right now because of Trump policies that are still implemented according to tax policy, if we don't continue to do it, we'll see that uh, that uh, debt increase by another $2 trillion in the next 365 days. And that isn't good for us, and it may end up tanking our, uh, our monetary system. And uh, that is not something I want to see happen. One of the key seats up for, for grabs, obviously, is in Michigan. Debbie Stabenow not running for re-election here. Uh, Michigan is going to be flooded with money, it sounds like, of, uh, of, for both Democrat and Republican to try to win that seat. One, for the Democrats to keep it. Two, for the Republicans to try to win that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And they've got a, uh, Democrats have a candidate that is known for a great ability to raise money, massive money. I think she has more than nine million in the bank right now. Uh, we have the Republican side, uh, I don't know whether it's uh, eight or 12 candidates, but the one that is the front runner right now is Mike Rogers, former congressman from Michigan, from uh, uh, East Lansing, Brighton area, highly respected great, great reputation in and outside of Congress, uh, wealth of background as Intelligence Committee Chair, as well as serving on Energy and Commerce Committee. I ended up taking his seat when he left uh, Congress, and uh, he's a guy that I believe can win it, uh, true conservative, uh, but has, has won multiple difficult elections in a swing district seat when he was in the House, uh, just like mine used to be. and. Uh, I think uh, I think he can do the job and taking that seat back and giving uh, Michigan at least one one representative uh, that will uh, work for all of the people in Michigan and not just the, the population centers. How much of the turmoil in the state Republican Party uh, they're trying to throw out the chairman right now? Uh, how much is that going to affect what this election will look like in Michigan? Well, it's it's not going to help us. Uh, uh, but most of us who run tough campaigns realize we have to run our own campaigns. We can't count on anybody else. So uh, I think that uh, Mike Rogers uh, understands that. I certainly understand that. We'd like to see our party get back. This is a spat that's going on right now, and maybe it will, maybe it will refine us in the future to see what the, what the needs are. Uh, but for the time being, um, whether it's Trump or Rogers or Wahlberg, we run our own campaigns. We speak to our own issues, our own districts, and uh, stand firmly on what are Republican ideals of limited government, small small government, uh, more more power and responsibility with the people themselves, and uh, turning as much power back to the states as we can. And uh, I think that will sell well, even if we don't have a party that is united. All right. Congressman, thanks for checking in. Good to talk to you again, and uh, we'll talk next week, all right? I look forward to it. Thank you. Congressman Tim Wahlberg, 5th District Republican and back in the district, but heading to Washington next week.